Hi everyone, welcome to this week's podcast for St Barnabas Church in Thatcham. I'm Reverend Nicola and um, you're very welcome, whether you are somebody who's one of our regulars, who we see all the time, or whether you pop in from time to time, or whether you've never been to us in person, you've stumbled across us online, (laughs) you're really, really welcome and I hope this can be just a time of peace, reflection um, and just time to focus on the important things for you this week um so how's it all been going gosh bit of a change haven't we where things slightly starting to open up a bit so perhaps some changes in some of your circumstances this week we're pretty much the same i think here so we've been um pretty much in regular lockdown mode with me obviously being out and about for the usual bits of work i've been doing We've had dinosaur week, very exciting with my three-year-old. So um, we've been trying to keep things novel by having a theme every week. So yes, this week is dinosaur week. It's been very exciting. (laughs) Um, And other than that, in this week's um, readings, we are still in John's Gospel. And I've really been reflecting on this um over the course of this week and i've i found it quite interesting that this is where the readings have put us um and i think that's it's interesting that we are in a passage of the gospel so we're in john's gospel just before the easter events and i think that's interesting for two reasons so the first is that these are the things that jesus is recorded as saying to his followers right before a really hard time (laughs) so that's useful isn't it just for that alone and so he's he's preparing them for what's going to come that the cross is going to come and that there is hope there is hope but they're going to have to go through this really difficult time and he wants them to be ready for that and he wants them to know some real truths about God to prepare them for that so I think that is really helpful to us and the second thing I think is really interesting is that Jesus is also talking about what his hopes are for the church and for the people that um, that follow him um, and continue his work for us, basically. <laughs> um, he's talking about what his hopes are after the cross and after the resurrection um, when he will no longer be physically there with them. So I think that's just really interesting to us. You know, a time when it feels a little bit like everything's up for grabs, really, at the moment. You know, everything has has suddenly changed. Um, it's brought some things to, be, to become very difficult. And there are definitely some huge losses I know that I'm feeling, that I'm struggling to really think of ways to replace, honestly. But in other ways, um, it brings up time for reflection and to look at the way we do things and to wonder about that and to think about what we really value um, and what we want to take with us going forwards so yes interesting times and we will reflect a bit more about that later on in the talk but let's start now just by praying as we think about approaching God and coming before God now with that whole myriad of things that we have in our minds and in our hearts and that we're trying to process so gracious God we come before you now each of us in our different homes our different environments but united together as one community 
we're drawn by the power of your welcoming love. And we come with our sorrows and our joys. We come with our expectations and also our apprehensions. We come with those things that we have done. The things that we're thankful for and the things that we would prefer to take back. We come just as we are. And in your love, we find peace and hope. Amen. So let's kick off with our reading from John's Gospel. This morning's reading is taken from John chapter 14, beginning at verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, we return again this week in our readings to the section of John's Gospel known as the Farewell Discourses. Now, in normal language, that's the time when Jesus is preparing to say goodbye to his followers and friends and prior to his death on the cross. Now, it might seem strange post-Easter to be spending time going back to things that happened in the gospel before the events of the cross and the resurrection. But the reason the readings do so is because in these discussions, Jesus is preparing his disciples for post-Easter life. Jesus is talking to his followers about what they could expect, what he hoped for them and what he expected of them as his followers when he was no longer physically present there with them to show them the way. So a lot of relevance then for us who live in that post-Easter time. It strikes me that there are two main points that Jesus is trying to make here to his followers then and of course to us now. The first thing is that when the time comes where all the evidence points to the disciples being totally and completely alone, when their world is broken, shattered and utterly uncertain, in those days of the cross, Jesus says, I will still be with you. Now, Brenda and I were chatting um, last week on the phone and we were reflecting that we've been saying the same message a lot recently, but we both felt that it bears repeating that whatever difficulties we're going through, we are never abandoned by God. This is one of the central promises of our faith and is at the heart of the gospel that we believe in. And yet sometimes when things get tough, it can quite naturally be the first thing that we question we can feel abandoned, of course we can. We all go through these times in our lives and in our faith. And so the simple message of God is still with us can never be said or heard enough. 
There is, however, something to add to this idea that is contained in this passage. God is not simply described as with us, like some sort of warm presence that settles around us. No, God is described as within us, that he abides with us. Jesus says that God is not just with us, he says he will be in you. I'm reading a novel at the moment, it's by Elif Shafak and it's called The 40 Rules of Love. It's a really fascinating story if you're looking um, for some more reading material. And it charts the travels in the 13th century of a Sufi mystic. One day, this mystic meets with an innkeeper who has suffered terribly and has become closed down and violent as a result. The mystic and the innkeeper have a debate. Where is God in these things? The innkeeper insists that he has been abandoned by God. And the mystic responds with this. He says, Doesn't God say, I am closer to you than your jugular vein? God is not some place far up in the sky. He is inside each and every one of us. That is why he never abandons us. How can he abandon himself? This really struck me and it struck me that this is the heart of what Jesus is reminding us of too. That God is not just with us. He is within us. And so what does this mean for how Jesus calls us to live our lives? Well, the Christian life, of course, is never just about us. It's not really about our comfort, our security, or developing a spiritual life that supports ourselves. Although, of course, all those things are good. It's about how we live out what we know. And so the kind of people that we are in the world... It's about who we are. It's about what motivates us. It's about what we consider our lives to be for. Jesus tells his disciples, and of course us and all those who seek to follow him down the ages, that if you love me, keep my commandments. He's asking us above all things to be faithful. This reminds us that our primary calling is to Jesus, to what he actually taught and the example he gave to us of how to live. This might sound blindingly obvious, but I found that so often it's not. Because we can so easily lose the real Jesus under layers of extra stuff. We can lose him in the midst of our culture that teaches us to seek other things and build our lives on other principles. We can lose him in what is considered normal around us. We can stop questioning the way we live our lives or why we do what we do. We can lose him in our habits, in the way we've just gotten used to doing things over time. We can even lose him in church. Again, how we get used to doing things the way things have always been. It's easy to become bound up in any or all of these things, and these things that bear so little resemblance to the life that Jesus modelled or the things that he taught us about the best way to live. And so it's easy to stop being faithful. Faithfulness to Jesus is unlikely to look like one long road to success or an easy and obvious way in our lives or in our church or in our culture. Jesus lived a life and preached a way of doing things that challenged people. It didn't always look appealing or impressive, 
to those watching on. Jesus, after all, spent his life teaching in such a way that he had to flee from place to place with just a small band of faithful followers, eventually getting arrested and sentenced to death, at which point nearly all of those followers abandoned him. Of course we know the ending of the story and the victory that was his, but looked at in this way, his life is hardly a catalogue of success. And so I believe that faithfulness to Jesus is unlikely to look like a catalogue of wins and successes for us either. Instead, it might look simply like finding peace in a chaotic situation. Or it might look like carving out time for God when many other demands are pressing in. It might look like spending time in ways that other people consider pointless or wasteful. But you know are leading you closer to God and to what really matters in life. It might look like standing up for things that make you unpopular. It might look like making sacrifices in your life that others find completely baffling. And of course as we begin as and of course as we began with remembering, we're not called to do any of this alone. We have the promise of the Spirit of God within us, guiding us, upholding us and leading us in that way that we need to go. Now if we've learned anything in the last few weeks, perhaps it's this. We don't know what tomorrow will bring and we have absolutely no control over that. Likewise, we have no idea what God will do with our church in this time or into the future. But the church is God's. The world is God's. We are God's. And our job is simply to live faithfully within what we have been given in the way that Jesus taught us. I don't know about you, but I find great release in that. A release from trying to control more than I am able. Of letting God be God and me be me. It's freeing to realise that all I am called to do is to try and be faithful with what I've been given right now. To seek to live in the best way that I can and with the help of God's Spirit within me in the way that Jesus showed me. To seek faithfulness and just to trust God with the rest. So what does this mean for you? What is sticking out to you at the moment? What do you sense God calling you to be faithful in right now in the circumstances that you're in? In what way is Jesus asking you to keep his commandments and to model the life that he taught you? Let's just take a moment now just to have some silence and think about that, about where God is calling you to be faithful. Now let's just offer those things to God. 
Lord, we know that there is so much that we can't control. There are so many things that we are tempted to try and control. But Lord, we thank you that we can trust you. Help us to rest in the knowledge that you are God. Your hand is over everything. And help us with those things that we've been thinking of. Those areas where you're simply calling us to faithfulness. And Lord, give your spirit to us to help us in those things this week. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. to you in surrender I must give my every part though you see the sacrifice of the broken heart Jesus what can I give what can I bring to so faithful a friend to so loving a king Savior what can be said what can be sung as the praise of last week so I'm really grateful to them for the framework of these prayers that I found on their website. 
Jesus promised the Spirit who will always be alongside us and within us, the one who will never desert us in our hour of need. For so many, this is that hour. Receive then the Spirit of this age, the Spirit of love that never fails. Even in the darkest moments, love gives hope. Love compels us to fight against coronavirus alongside our sisters and brothers living in poverty. Love compels us to stand together in prayer with our neighbours near and far. Love compels us to give and act as one. Now it is clear that our futures are bound together more tightly than ever before. So as we pray in our individual homes around the nation and around the world, we are united as one family. So let us pause and find a moment of peace as we lift up our hearts together in prayer. So we pray for the health workers tending the seriously ill, for the scientists working on a vaccination, for the researchers analysing data and identifying trends, for the media outlets working to communicate reality, for the supermarket workers, hygiene and sanitation providers, for the good news stories of recoveries and effective planning, for the recognition that isolation doesn't need to mean loneliness, for the notes through letterboxes offering help and support, for the internet and telephones and technology that connects, for the awakened appreciation of what is truly important, but we hope this week that we can gently work towards the easing of lockdown measures. Thanks be to God. For those who are unwell and concerned for loved ones. For those who were already very anxious. For those immune suppressed or compromised. For those vulnerable because of underlying conditions. For those in the most risk to coronavirus categories. For those watching their entire income stream dry up. For those who have no choice but to go out to work. For those who are afraid to be at home. For those who are more lonely than they have ever been. For those who are bereaved and grieving. God be their healer, comfort and protection. Be their strength, shield and provision. Be their security, safety and close companion. Be that certainty that we never need to face hardships alone. And raise up your church, Lord, to be your well-washed hands and faithful feet. To be present in the pain, to respond with love in action, if even from a safe distance. Even though we are scattered, may we show the power and presence of your love in our church our community and our world by living faithfully and following the example of Jesus. 
and may we be confident of the guidance of the Spirit within us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Rejoicing in God's new creation, as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and for ever. Amen. So thank you all for dropping in and um, thank you as ever to those who have had a part in contributing to this service. It's very much appreciated and all your work is very much appreciated. So I have decided to start a new little venture um, this week. So um, as someone who's ordained, it's part of our sort of daily life really to... Um, take part in morning prayer and we normally go and do that together in church at nine o'clock um, on weekdays obviously at the moment that's not been happening um, but we had a um, evening prayer this week with Bishop Olivia and while Bishop and with all these sort of local um, ministers from our deanery and it was just really lovely to pray together and to share those things together so it got my little mind going <laughs> and I thought oh I think I'm going to do that so um, yeah I'm going to be hosting morning prayer on a Tuesday morning at nine o'clock each week um, probably on zoom I would have thought um, so if you are interested and you would like to join in with that you don't have to commit every week you can just pop in um, you can come for part of it and go if you need to that's fine then just drop me an email so my email is nicola.hulks at hotmail.co.uk so just drop me an email and I will send you the joining information about that I also think what I'm going to do is I'm going to share some reflections from um, Paula Gooder's book um, called Everyday God I'm pretty sure it's Everyday God um, and it's all about finding God in the everyday and the ordinary so I'm just going to do a short reflection as well um, during those little morning prayer services so do join me if you would like we've also got more exciting zoom adventures so house group are meeting on a Wednesday evening so if you want to have a chance to have a good old discussion that is available again just get in touch with me and I can send you in their direction I'm sure you would be very very welcome to join in there um, also coming up on Thursday the 21st of May so that is Ascension Day normally we would have a very early service at St Mary's um, but we've plumped for a 6pm service um, which will be joint between St Barnabas and St Mary's and we will do that on Zoom um, together and we will figure it out <laughs> as we go. Um, but I think that'll be really lovely. So um, we'll be able to pray together and um, hear some readings and a talk to think about the theme of Ascension Day. So uh, if you're not on our mailing list, again, drop me an email, but otherwise I'll send details through there. And likewise, we've got Pentecost coming up as well, where we remember and celebrate God with us in the Holy Spirit. 
uh, and that is on Sunday the 31st of May. So we're going to have a service at 10am again on Zoom, joint with St Mary's. And so I think that's just going to be really lovely just to see each other's faces and to celebrate that together. So do um, come to those if you possibly can. And we won't have a podcast on that Pentecost Sunday. Um, We will just join together for that. Great, so that's just a little update there of some of the things that we have coming up. We've also got a few thoughts for June. Um, And of course, we'll keep you updated on any information about when um, buildings might be open or when we might be able to meet together. So let's just finish now with a blessing. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and the love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.